I mean, we were just sitting back, you know, <laughs> chopping it up, reminiscing about the good old days and all that. <laughs> you know, tracking my roots, where I came from and where I'm going. But like I say, man, always said it. It's not about the destination. It's all about the journey. It's all about the journey, baby. Ain't nothing changed. Hey y'all, we're back. It's Tamika. I'm Al. And this is Seedless Watermelon. And today we're talking about side hustles. Yeah, this is this should be a good show because I think a lot of people out there have side hustles. Okay. Um, you know, you got a job, you're working full time, mm-hmm. and then you got something else on the side that you're doing to make you a little extra money. That's true. So I've had a side hustle, you had a side hustle. More than one sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we still kind of do yeah. stuff here and there. So, so. Um, join us. I think it's going to be an interesting show. I think so, too. So Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Tamika. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be right back with more Seedless Watermelon. All right, and we're back. So, um, side hustles. First, what, what would you say is a side hustle? Um, because for a lot of people, side hustles could be, you know, a lot of things. I mean, to me, I think it's usually a person that has like, you know, they got a full time job regularly, you know, they're working 30 or 40 hours a week at one job. And then, you know, they have like something else going on, maybe on the weekends or maybe at, you know, when they're not working the full time job or whatever it is, you know, another job it could be or it could be anything else that's making you money. So it may not have to be a job. It could be. I don't know, maybe you got a YouTube channel or something like that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But it's something that, you know, secondary that you're doing to make money. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think we kind of have the same idea. Now, I do think that a side hustle um, can include you, let's say, trying to start a new business. So, for mm-hmm. instance, if you Definitely. are, um, you know, working at a, a, a city job, but then you have an, you do account, you do taxes on the side. Um, because you're maybe trying to become a full-time accountant on your own or it's just mm. something that you sort of do to get extra income in or you're trying to you know you have a full-time job working at old navy but then you also sell eyelashes online you're trying to build that into a full-time beauty business so i think a side hustle can be anything that is either a job that you're just doing temporarily for additional income or if you're actually starting out trying to run a small business but you don't necessarily want to leave your full-time job to do it mm-hmm. i think that could also be defined as like a side hustle okay so now that we kind of have an idea what you know what we think side hustles are all right um how many people do you think actually have them? Tons. It feels like everybody nowadays is uh, an entrepreneur. Okay. That's the key thing. <laughs> I think everybody is now an entrepreneur. Everybody has multiple streams of income. Um, and I do think it's overused. But I do think a lot of people nowadays, just uh, the American economy has changed so much in just how we do business in general and uh, across the globe. Okay. But, um I think everybody now has something else going on besides just the one job that they're doing some. Mm-hmm. I would say, if I had to guess roughly, I would say about, I think 80% to 90% of people actually have like a side something happening. Okay, so it's interesting that you say that because um, I did some digging, mm-hmm. a little bit of the numbers, and in 2020, going back to February, okay. um, the number of people, like we said, that have a full-time job and a secondary job mm-hmm. was about 2.8% of everyone that's employed. Okay. So that amounts to about 4 million people, something along those lines. Okay. So nowadays, it's it's dropped a little bit to about you know 2.5%. Okay. So that's somewhere about 3.5 million people. Out of three hundred million in the U.S. that of, of the people that are employed. Okay. So you know how many people employed? How many people employed? So it's somewhere the numbers went from I believe it was one hundred fifty-eight million people mm-hmm. in uh, twenty twenty okay. in February twenty twenty or January twenty twenty I should say, and um, a year later twenty twenty one it's now it's dropped to about one hundred fifty million people employed. Okay. So. Um, and out of that 150 million, you're saying you're about yeah about three about three and a half million people have side hustles, right? That's side- that'll be reported to the IRS. That's being reported, right? <laughs> exactly. So you know we can't. I don't want to take those mm-hmm. numbers for gospel because, like I said, that's employment. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, if you have something like, let's say, a YouTube channel or whatever it is, you know, I don't know how that gets factored into the actual employment numbers. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that counts as, as part-time employment. So I think if you I think if you register yourself like with, if you're paying taxes if you make revenue from that YouTube channel then it probably is it probably is it probably is being registered but if you're not you know like I said mm-hmm. probably it's probably based on what's being reported mm-hmm. so they have to go for those closer numbers so um, <clears throat> that's a significant part of the population that's starting to get into that th- thought process about having a side gig or having a side hustle mm-hmm. yeah I mean so. It, it, uh, I'll be honest, the numbers kind of shock. I thought it would be higher than that. Mm. Um, but there's a debate raging on right now. I mean, we won't get into that too much, but there's a debate raging on as to, you know, the whole idea of, well, you know, people have to work two jobs and make ends meet versus the reality of that. You mm-hmm. know, some people say, well, you know, it's only, like we just said, only about 4% of the, of the employment population has two jobs the way we define it. Yeah. Or there's, and there's people that are saying, well, you have to take into consideration that people are living paycheck to paycheck and maybe they're not working a second job because they can't. It could be a situation where, hey, look, you, you have a child or whatever it is and you can't get childcare to go work a second job yeah or it could be a situation where okay you can find a second job but it's shift work and you can't work that shift yeah so it's a lot of different reasons um but you know let's 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 i think we should stick to um you know people that actually have that are working the side hustles right now yeah so um what's some of the reasons why people you think resort to working side hustles i mean the obvious one mm-hmm. is obviously to make ends meet sometimes yeah. for a lot of people is to make ends meet but that's not the only reason no well interestingly enough so i i did look into this a little bit as well bring my quotables out mm-hmm. um and my little stats so i did look at the black eo journal um which is a business uh, journal online and they actually pulled another study from vista print which is like a, a printing and marketing company and they do mm-hmm. Uh, market research from time to time obviously didn't know how to, to uh, treat their customers they provide a lot of supplies you know cards um announcements all types of things that we send out with businesses and they did a study that showed um like a small study of like 2,000 full-time employees and showed 27 percent of them uh turned their hobby into a side business mm-hmm. uh, and 55 percent of them said that they dreamed of having a finding a side hustle themselves of the 2,000 and then they said that the annual uh, post-tax income that most people see from their side hustles is about $14,000. Wow. So I think a lot of people are using their hobbies as well. So if you do something on the side, like I said, if you do taxes on the side, if you um, paint sneakers, if you make t-shirts, if you uh, you know do editing for people and things like that for documents or manuscripts or books, right. uh, if you you know write on the side, if you hustle papers on the side, whatever you do or, or, as a side hustle, you can bring in some income. A lot of people do that as a hobby. As edit podcasts. <laughs> that too. You do that as a side business. So I think um, a lot of people are using the side business as they, uh, something that's a hobby that they maybe hope to turn into an actual business. Mm-hmm. Maybe then eventually quitting whatever may be their full-time job if it's something that they love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of people get into it for that reason as well. Okay. Um, so we have we have people who get side hustles to make ends meet, people who do it, who want to turn their hobbies into, you know, real businesses. Yeah. Um, and then there's the other reason, I think, um, the financial side of the house. Um, you know, some people are in debt and yeah. that's a goal to pay down debt. That's a good way. That was me. That was me too. <laughs> um, that was me too. I still got to do loans, so I still got to <laughs> But, you know, if you're, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you know, it's going to be very difficult to continue doing that and paying down debt. So a lot of people say, you know what? Um, I'm willing to sacrifice a weekend or a day out of my weekend or maybe a couple of days out of the week. To sort of climb out of that, yeah. To sort of climb out of that, right, exactly. So, you know, you have that or even maybe not pay debt, just save money. You know, Mm -hmm. it's hard to save money living paycheck to paycheck. So you might even just have 
financial goals, even if you aren't living paycheck to paycheck that you want to meet and just having your regular full-time job yeah. is not making you get there fast enough mm-hmm. or just, you know, allows you to have a side hustle brings that additional income in. Or, yeah. Or down payment, or, you know, down payment on a house. For whatever reason that you're yeah, saving. So yeah. So whatever reason that you're saving. So, so I think that that's also a, um, I think that's also something interesting to talk about because I think the, there are multiple, what we're seeing is there are multiple reasons and diverse reasons why people have side hustles. There is an assumption that it's always a business that you want to start and that's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. If I'm working a side hustle at a, a restaurant, unless I really want to own a restaurant, nine times out of ten if I'm a waitress, it might just be to make ends meet, like you said, or just to get additional money in for a particular goal I'm trying to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, but if, if I'm selling lashes or nail polish or mm-hmm. writing children's books or whatever the reason may be, that may be something I actually want to turn into a full-time business at some point. But right now it's my side hustle because it doesn't pay my full amount of bills or financial obligations that I have. So, you know, that's something that's totally understandable. What do you think? um, So if we are talking about the reasons that people uh, get into side hustles, what have been like the craziest things that you've heard that people are doing to make money on the side? Um, Some of the craziest things? Um, I don't know. OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, oh, OnlyFans. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the thing where, like, you know, you pay to get in mm-hmm. and people, you know, so if you're like a person that a lot of people like or whatever it is, people actually start paying you for your, just content, to your content. Just to see your content yeah. or whatever it is. You know what's happening. I'm not saying all the OnlyFans is X-rated. I'm saying that the majority <laughs> of OnlyFans is X-rated and we all know that. But I do know some people who are or occasionally making mm-hmm. content that is specific. Um, I would say the craziest thing for me, and it's really not that crazy because now it's pretty, I don't want to say commonplace, but, uh, but you know, there is a segment out there, people doing it. People actually get paid, like they'll play video games online mm-hmm. and people pay to watch them play. Yes. So it's like, don't get me wrong. I've seen, I've gone on YouTube Mm -hmm. and I've looked up games that I might've played, you know, back when I was in high school or something like that. And I can never beat the game. Yeah. So I'll go look and say, all right, I know someone out there. There's a wizard out there who beat the game. I want to see how he did it. Um, How did he get over this hump or whatever it is that I couldn't? And I would watch that. Or, you know, some of the games, they look so good nowadays. They look like actually actually play out like real movies. That is true. So sometimes I'll watch the game, you know, that way. But you have people who are making money. They have subscribers and people who are willing. sports leagues, yeah. Yeah. Like it's a whole industry. It's a whole industry now. And it's like, um, like people are actually paying to actually get, watch a guy play or, you know, a gal, there's women involved in this stuff too. Um... They'll watch them. They'll pay money and subscribe. Did you just and, say gal? Gal. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys and gals. He's old time. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Like, the, that, like, I just found out about Twitch. I think we had this conversation a while back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just found out about Twitch. So, um, yeah, there's a whole world out there, if you're not connected to it, that's around esports. Like, who would have thought sitting at a screen... Watch, you can watch it on ESPN sometimes now, too. Yeah. Literally, it's considered to be a sport at this point. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, they have you, leagues. <laughs> yeah, whole leagues. Shout out to the HBCU league that they're forming. But literally, there are whole leagues around you watching somebody play the game. Right. On a bigger screen. On like a, a person screen. just sitting in a chair, pressing the buttons, playing the game, and you're watching them play the game. Mm-hmm. So, that's literally an entire industry now. Yeah, so what about, have you... Have you seen anything crazy? Like, what's some of the crazier ones that you've seen? I mean, for me, it's probably been, like, I haven't seen... I've seen clips of, like, you know, you see people take stuff down. Um, and I think probably the OnlyFans uh, things have been, like, the weirdest to me just because um, it's just been interesting to see people jump on it. Mm-hmm. I remember when they were first starting, there was, like, one or two people that was going to jump on it. People were like, oh, my God, why is that happening? Obviously, it was um, memorialized in the... Savage song with Megan and Beyonce um, about the OnlyFans and, and Demon Time. We know what happens on OnlyFans. But the point is that um, it's one of those things where it shocked me the amount of people that started jumping on to do those mm-hmm. because of the money that was being ge- generated from that, especially if you were willing to do explicit things. So it's been shocking. I had a friend of mine that I, I um, uh, uh, he knows a girl 
that she's doing it. Okay. He just found out, like his his uh, wife told him that <laughs> the friend of theirs from college has been doing it, and it was crazy because like she's doing the explicit part of it, and they've never seen her in that capacity. Wow! And so he was like, "Oh my god!" Like the things that she's done on there to like make money. Um, I don't judge it. I don't pay anybody's bills, so I don't get into that. But it's just been interesting to see. You know, people when the revenue, depending yeah. on how well the revenue does, what they're willing to do online, and I think we all kind of know, um, you know, artists and stuff who have started to show more skin or do more things online to sort of make money. Yeah, there's definitely no shortage of uh, ways to make money. No, not even especially not today. especially nowadays. I mean, you know, with the power of the internet and everything else. Very uh, true. Very yeah. true. Well, um, when we come back. We're kind of going to talk about some of the things that we did to make money. Yep. Some of our side hustles. That should be fun. Yeah. Alright y'all, and we're back. So as promised. Um <laughs> We're gonna talk about some of the side hustles that we've done okay. or even continue to do that's so true. so um th- i got a couple of side hustles but the first one i'm going to talk about do you yeah um that- <laughs> <laughs> but um okay so the first side hustle that i had um you know i had recently you know i got like you know my first real job out of out of college okay um ain't that reason ain't that reason ain't that reason no it's not that reason no it's not but let's go back a couple of decades um, no (laughs) (laughs) but your first job out of college right so it was my first real job out of college we ain't making no money usually um yeah i mean the money the money was the money was pretty decent um yeah your first job yeah, yeah it was pretty decent money um but after you know me i had you know car notes and student loans and credit cards and you know the usual stuff the real like, bills come. yeah the real bills and then yeah then rent and and electricity and all that other stuff and car maintenance and everything else so it was you know typical stuff that a lot of people deal with you know with their first job so um you know i said look i really don't want to be owing credit cards i really don't want to do any of that stuff i really want to kind of be able to save money and pay down debt at the same time so i said at the current rate that i was doing it it just wasn't fast enough and i just i didn't like it so i was like you know i need to find a way to make more money so um i took a part-time job on the weekends only um you know at a retailer um that retailer is no longer in business but um you know it was at the retailer and i worked in the warehouse Okay. Um, and pretty much, you know, my job was to when people bought TVs or any other merchandise or whatever it is, you know, the machine would ring and I would have to go get, you know, read the ticket and I would have to go get it. So okay. you had to know where the stuff was at. You had to be able to operate the machine because okay. stuff is stacked up pretty high. So you worked in a warehouse. So I worked pretty much in a warehouse and I was making seven seventy five an hour. Woo. The uh, the minimum wage was um, seven twenty five, hmm. so that's what I was making, and I just didn't care because I just needed to make some extra money at that time. Okay. I wasn't gonna get picky about where you know I could get a part time job, and plus it was on the weekend, so I could do that. So you were working Saturday and Sunday. I was working Saturday and Sunday. Okay. So um, seven days a week, pretty much. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so seven so seven days a week. I have my full-time job during the week, and then on the weekends, you work the job. I worked okay. at the warehouse. So you only right. work two days a week for the part-time. Right, exactly. So it allowed me to pay off my first credit card. Okay. Um, and what it also did was it allowed me to continue, you know, saving money. Because the money that I would have had to use for the credit card would have ate into any savings that I wanted to put away for. Okay. So, so you only use that money from that from that retail job to pay towards your credit card. Exactly. And then anything that you have from your regular income went to your savings. Yes. Okay. So that was one, you know, that was a good way of, um, you know, getting, you know, just getting started, you know, saving and paying down that at the same time. How long did you work that job? 
Um, I worked that job, I want to say, for about a little over a year. Okay. Um, a little over a year, and then that's when I sort of switched side hustles. So I left that job for another part-time job. Okay. Um, I'll talk about that in a minute. So I think with me, I've also done retail. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that... Um, I'll say this. And I, I'm not trying to pay anybody that's done retail. Retail is probably the most boring job <laughs> that I've ever worked. And I think, you know, co-worker-wise, it can make a difference. And, I, again, it probably is, depending on what you're, you're doing retail with, um, I would definitely say for me, like, clothing retail is probably the most boring job I've ever had. Um, it is incredibly boring most of the time, especially because people aren't shopping fully throughout every day all the time. Right. And it is not guaranteed on the days that you work. I did work on the weekends as well. Um, so, you know, it just depends. But uh, the retail is just incredibly boring. Um, but I will say that in particular, I had this job because, and I didn't need the money at the time, but I had this job because I like clothes. Mm-hmm. And the job was with the clothing store that I liked. So um, it allowed me to, to save some money, to put money to the, to the side for like gas and stuff. And this is when I was in college. But it also allowed me to buy my clothes at a discount. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, working full time, I mean, being in school, and then I did have money saved. I had money saved, though, so I didn't need money for like the year or so or two in school. Um, but I did need... I like to shop. I like to have clothes. I wasn't the flyest dresser on campus, but I just like, I like to purchase those things, but it ate into your income. Right. And it ate into your, your amount. So I would definitely say that, you know, getting a job at the retailer helped and it helped because it was also around the time of Christmas. Yeah. So it helped to like get, you know, Christmas gifts from my family members and stuff like that. And my niece. So I would say for me, that's the reason I did it like the first time. Uh-huh. The side hustle really helped for that and it helped for like any ex- extra expenses. So I didn't have to cut into that stuff. So the money I had saved on all that was for my books, um, any school related things, any like major trips or internship costs that I had to pay. My parents didn't have to end up paying that for me because I had that money saved up. But what I was able to do with the side money was pay for like hanging out with my girlfriends, hanging out with my sorority sisters, doing that kind of stuff. I was able to do all of that with the side money. So, mm. so that's where it helped out at. All right, so let me ask you a question real quick about that. So um, how much were you being, do you remember how much you were being paid to work at the retailer? Um, retail was similar to yours. I think I was making about seven, seven fifty. Okay. Maybe seven, seven fifty, maybe $8 an hour. But I only worked two to two, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I worked one weekday in the afternoons. Okay. Because a lot of times, and still to this day, it's interesting because I talked to somebody the other day when I was in the store, and I was I was wondering, you know, I'm always trying to see if I can get some <laughs> money, and I was like, I wonder how much it is, you know, how many do you have to work here full time? Mm. As a matter of fact, I was in the the uh, I was in a cell phone store. I was just talking to the girl about getting another phone, and she was saying that you have to be available at least one day during the week. Mm-hmm. So she had to, she worked there on the weekends as well, and then she worked one day during the week. Mm-hmm. And I remember that for when I was working. That type of job that you had to have that availability but i worked i think thursday afternoons okay um like probably around four or five o'clock till they closed okay mm-hmm. so do you think that now you said you got a deep discount yeah so do you think that maybe they factor that into your pay mm-hmm. as well we're giving you a 50 percent discount so we're gonna go ahead and pay you less no, because they, that was the standard at the time. Okay. So I was getting paid about the same amount that anybody else was working retail. Mm-hmm. But what they did tell us when you first started, and again, you have to, this is something you've talked about before, and we'll get a little bit more into that in, in other segments, about knowing what your goals are, because um, they would joke with us when we first started that half their money is going to go back to them anyway. Yeah. Because essentially because we were getting a 50% off a discount on our clothes there, and they had two other brands that they worked with, you can get 30% off of those brands. So they, And all those stores were in the mall. Mm. So it was like, hey, you can work here, you get 50% off here, and then you get 30% off at the other two places. So um, it was a real big deal because... Technically, although my employer was paying me every two weeks, I was turning around and giving them some of that money back anyway because I was spending it with them. Okay, now did they make you? Did they make you? And I've heard of some stores doing this, but do they make you like when you're working there, you have to wear the the store's clothes because they don't want you looking nice 
with another brand. They want you looking nice with their stuff on. Yes. Okay. So we had to wear a piece from them, and that's the reason why you got the discount. Okay. So I didn't have to be decked out in it, but I had to like normally wear like a shirt or a pair of jeans or something from it. They preferred that you wear like a shirt, but yes, that was one of the, the purposes of you getting the discount was that you were wearing their clothing to the store because we didn't have uniforms. Okay. So it wasn't something where you, you know, you wore clothes. They wanted you to be wearing their stuff. Can yes. you imagine, like, if you worked at Gap and you had, like, a Gap uniform? <laughs> that would be <laughs> Or, like, a polo shirt, yes. So, yeah, but, yeah, they prefer for you to wear their stuff. So uh, that was one of the reasons they were giving you the discount. Okay. Um, so what would you say were some of the ups and downs about working? And this is a, the other, other side hustles that we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, for instance, you did... Uh, You've done accounting as a side hustle mm-hmm. at one point. You were doing taxes for us. Yeah, a I was. Yep. Yeah. I did. Um, you know, I've done delivery services and stuff. Sometimes still do that kind of stuff. Like you know, you do the food delivery or the grocery delivery stuff. Like we've all kind of had those different things. What were some of the ups and downs of you doing a side hustle? What were uh-huh. some of the ups, the, the positives? Okay, so. Um, I would say most of my positives came from my second side hustle. When I that second side hustle was I was a security guard. Okay. Um, you know, at a it was, was in oldest with the flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't always like I didn't have to work in the mall, which was nice. I worked okay. in like corporate offices. Okay. And this was on a weekend, so there was hardly anyone there. Mm. So, um, you know, a lot of the time they allowed us to do like you know as long as you did your rounds and you did the stuff you were supposed to do and nobody was complaining about you you were set so i would bring my laptop sometimes with me you know i would bring my you know dvd player and watch movies but for the most part i brought my laptop with me and that allowed me to really um hone in you know get better at my my full-time job you know you know writing code or whatever it is so i got really good by just you know going to making money at the same time getting better practicing and getting better at my full-time job and um also you know during the weekends during football season or whatever the case is you know i can watch the games and i'm essentially getting paid you know, to do something that I would be doing at home anyway. Yeah. So, you know, you had those benefits on top of that. So really the most, I would say the, the most, uh, the biggest benefit was really allowing me to hone in on my skills at my, my primary job mm-hmm. because that made me good to the point where I was able to then go interview elsewhere and those people saw that I was good. I was able to pass those tech interviews, you know, the whiteboard and all that other stuff. I was able to ace those interviews and then I was making, I was getting offers for more money. So that really helped me out a lot. So I think I, that that's it, like a critical, like an important one to kind of discuss in general because I think a lot of times people don't realize that as a benefit that they need to take advantage of. That worked for me as well as far as um, when I was in side hustles the freer time that you get Mm -hmm. um i've had two in particular where i've had that experience but uh even with like the food delivery stuff or even with the grocery delivery stuff a lot of times you're just hit you know you you log in you're live you're not on a schedule and you stop you decide when you want to stop and start it so the great thing about that is that in between these things if it's not as busy you get time you're you know you're in your car but you get time to study you get time to read you can listen to other podcasts and things like that and the work isn't strenuous right so it doesn't require you to have you know this deep thought process into all these different things you have to do and all these moving pieces it's like hey i just go pick up food and i deliver it i read a list and i get this stuff done but in that time frame that you're out or you're doing things you can be reading a book that you want to get through that's going to help you to whatever else you want to do self-improvement you can just do all kinds of stuff and the same thing goes with um other job i had um where i was working and you talked about this a little bit it's still a side hustle but it's something that can be i was a lot of my old older job which was a more um which was a government position so it wasn't you know it wasn't like exactly a side hustle it was my full-time gig and, and well-paying but they they did have um overtime right so a lot of times you could go into work on the weekends and work overtime or in the afternoons what it helped me to do is that it helped me to improve in my current job i mean my well my old job because it allowed me to get better at it because i was spending more time doing that thing and so it allowed me to get better at it because I was working in some of the, the fields and some of the tasks that I normally did. I was able to improve because I was doing it on overtime. Um, 
and it gave me a greater understanding of the work that I was doing. So it's, I think it is important that when you do have these things, the up the upside to all this besides the money right. is being able it's to... to do you know utilize that time for something beneficial to you yeah exactly exactly i can't agree with that more what are some of the downsides that you had in terms uh. of the downsides <laughs> of working these side hustles well the downside is is um you know and i think a lot of people you know can speak to this whether you know we that have a side hustle mm-hmm. and that's that one the social aspect of your life suffers yes so right so you know <laughs> You know, the people that I met, um, you know, around the time when I first moved here and I got, you know, these side hustles, they would call me every Friday or every Thursday and say, hey, we're going to so-and-so club this weekend. You trying to roll? And I'm like, nah, I got to work. Yeah. You know, so and then eventually they stopped calling. (laughs) So you have that issue. You know, that's one of the bigger your social life may take a hit. Um, That's one of the issues. The second issue. I, I would think like you. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, like, you know, just the, the burnout, you know, yeah. the, the, the burnout. But OK, but yeah, but that that's that the social aspect of it is is probably one of the, the most well-known and 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 common uh, downsides to it. Yeah, I think like the burnout is the other thing that I was kind of going to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just the burnout of, of everything, just doing two jobs after a while. It just gets to be a lot. And you know, like you said, you and the social element of your life that would include that fun part feels like it's gone, or it feels like it's dissipated, or you just you don't have it anymore, and it leaks into like where's my outlet? Right. Because now I'm like I'm working my regular job, and a lot of people pretty much working forty hour weeks, if not plus, and then I'm turning around and I'm giving that time again to another place on the weekends, and so many of us, especially in American society we look forward to that friday saturday sunday so yeah. the idea that <laughs> i'm now dedicating that to another thing yeah and by the time and it also depends on what type of side hustle you have i worked at a call center at one point that was a side gig and it required me to work at nights uh, so i didn't have the whole okay the weekends i have well okay i can go work my job in the weekends in the morning and then when i get off then get, I get some off, sleep and i can hang out with my friends afterwards out, yeah I was working nights. So when everybody was working in the day, if they had jobs on the weekend, I was working nights. So your social life could disappear in a number of ways. But I would definitely say burnout because after a while, it catches up with you. It sure does. It's just the stress of doing that constantly and um, just not getting any sort of exercise of probably proper rest yeah proper nutrition because we know you eat like trash normally when you do these jobs yeah you're ordering out until you get some balance (laughs) or you're just constantly snacking yeah because you're on the weekends if you're depending on what type of job you had and and the vending machines be up in the places so you know eating three snickers a day fast food if you work (laughs) at the mall and you got 30 minutes to eat because some of these things you don't have long lunch breaks and stuff so a lot of that until you get a balance or you get like a, a rhythm going with everything it can mess with your life in a, a you know a number of different um, ways. But would you say that ultimately, like it was worth it for you? Would you say that you would do it again, or you recommend them? Um, I I definitely think it was worth it because it helped me pay down. It helped me get out of debt. Yeah. So I definitely think it was worth it. Um, looking back at it, I probably would do some things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this goes back to the burnout you talked about. At one point when I was doing security, I would go to work on Friday and I didn't, you know, I would go to work on Friday, work the, the night graveyard shift, and then I would work the morning shift mm. back to back. Okay. And then, you know, so it's Saturday now. So I would go back home, get some sleep. Then I would come back Saturday night, graveyard shift, and then work the morning shift into Sunday. So I was getting 32 hours a week in, you know, working security. So, you know, that, 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 you want to talk about burnout? Yeah. Like, that was hard. But that's probably something I would have probably changed. But I definitely think it was worth it, worth it and I would definitely recommend it. And you, you got to, if you do this, you got to not listen to people. Mm. Seriously, because I had a lot of family and friends like, why don't you just quit? What you doing don't make no sense, but I'm trying to get out of debt. Yeah. So, sorry. Uh, I agree. I mean, (laughs) it it helped me to get out of debt as well. Um, And I didn't, you know, one of the things that we talk about, and I think, you know, we try to be as transparent as we can on the show and as much as we're willing to be transparent and what we're willing to share. But I definitely think that um, 
this is something that is the avenue if you decide to take it that you don't have to share with everyone. Right. I was not really ever ashamed and at a point I started to tell my coworkers, you know, what I was doing. But um if you're first starting out, you know, it, it, you don't have to share this with everybody if you don't feel comfortable or if you just don't want to read around the naysayers. I didn't initially share what I was doing, but as I started to get more and more close to getting out of my debt, I was telling everybody, everybody. like, hey, and, this and, is something you can do. I do this on the weekends, and I was letting them know, hey, you can and, maneuver this around your, you know, your current job. And some of your co, you'll be surprised. A lot of your coworkers are probably doing the same thing already. It could be. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't have I didn't have as many people that were doing that, but they did get encouraged to like say, oh, maybe I should start taking a look at it. I think, especially if this is like for debt payoff. Um, or saving money when people realize that you're actually paying off debt you know i became less ashamed because at first it was the stigma around yeah. doing like side gigs Ooh. or um you know doing side economy gigs and so i wasn't sure how everybody would take it but then as i started to like realize like it doesn't matter to me what other people think i'm getting out of debt i see these numbers going down i see this this debt being paid off i see me not living you know paycheck to paycheck living tight i see my lifestyle changing um, tremendously, it was important to me that I just, you have to get that out of your mindset. You have to, I know people say this all the time, but you really do have to get to a place where you just do not care right. as much anymore. I'm not saying that you don't have to have any level of privacy or pride. that you don't have a little bit of pride, but it's important to understand that you are doing this for you yes, and that you are doing this for your, your personal uh, goals and your personal gains. And I think that the goal part is something that is something that we'll touch on a little bit in the next uh, segment. But I think the goals of why you're doing what you're doing are important uh, to do on a side hustle. What's up, y'all? This is Al. Thanks for listening to Seedless Watermelon, and we'll be right back. So I know we were talking a little bit about, um, you know, using your side hustle. You know, what would you do? What are you doing it for? Mm-hmm. And um, we talked a little bit about goals right before we ended the last segment. And so I think it's interesting to see, like, you know, the different reasons in, as to why people go into a side hustle we kind of talked about that a little bit earlier but what if your side hustle is something that you want to make your full-time gig right um recently i was actually looking at a segment from candy burris who we all know from escape mm-hmm. and also um from real housewives of atlanta but we also know that she's a really successful businesswoman she has quite a few businesses outside of the show and oftentimes uses the real housewives of atlanta show as almost like a large segment of a infomercial mm-hmm. to you know support and talk about all her different businesses and shows what she's doing business wise um but she was recently on the vote and she posted this clip on her instagram page up uh talking about side hustle so we want you to kind of have a listen and see what she was discussing when you're doing your side hustles right Stop treating them like side hustles. Oh. <laughs> I feel like some people who have side hustles treat them like side hustles. Meaning, like, they approach people like, oh, that's just my little side job. Stop saying that. You got to remember that although it is a side business, you want it to be your main business eventually. So your business cards need to look top-notch. You need to try to do your best to make your website look top-notch um do your best to invest in all of these things to market yourself as you know best possible so um i think that she talked about some interesting stuff in that that clip Mm -hmm. and the idea of if you are trying to do this where you have a side hustle that you're trying to make your main thing um you know how you need to approach the situation and that sort of leads into what we talked about we talked about goals yeah Definitely. So, you know, yeah, what's the end goal or whatever, you know, what are you trying to get out of this? So um, if you're trying to start a business and that's your end goal, Mm -hmm. you know, do you you need to treat it like that's where you want it to be? Like you're you want to you want to treat it as if it's something that you want to make a real business. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I got from it. Yeah. Um, Like you said, she's pretty successful. So I think she knows what she's talking about in that realm. And I think we're doing that. I mean, we can speak to that right now. I mean, our podcast is something that we really enjoy doing. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it a hobby. It's more to work than a hobby. Yeah, yeah. Hobbies can be work in general. But um, it's certainly something that we're thinking about. You know, do we want to make this a full-time thing that we do? And certainly, if you're doing that, you have to put, you know, 110% into what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that that's important to 
sort of um, look at, and I like how she talked about the professionalism of it all. I mean, oftentimes we've seen this and we've talked about this. He's literally grinning in the background because he can't wait to <laughs> chop down some of the things that we've seen. And, you know, we ourselves are working on our own stuff. So uh, we understand like the, the work that goes into it. And it's not just, you know, talking about stuff on, like, on a microphone and uploading it. So right. there's a lot of work that goes into the background part of it. But um, I thought that she was great that she touched on things about how to treat yourself like a professional from day one right? Uh, to exactly. ensure that you can transition over to a real business. And if you're smaller or starting very small or starting with less money, things that you can do to propel yourself into a place where you're seen um, as a competitor uh, in your business that you're seen as an option for people mm-hmm. uh, when you're starting off small. Well, I mean, the thing that stuck out the most to me was like, like she said, like, we you know, making sure that your website's and your business cards are together. But I would say the thing that surprised me the most that I never thought about was when she talked about having, um, using Comcast advertising or whatever it is. Okay, so that was further in the clip. We didn't, you know, we don't own that clip so we couldn't play that portion. Right, so, but, um, you know, using the local advertisement and it being a lot cheaper than you would think it is. Mm-hmm. So, because I've always thought that she she mentioned something about what two hundred dollars or something cost her for an ad. When she something. was promoting the play that she had, she um, was doing advertising in her local area, and um, she was the advertising didn't cost as much as people thought. Because when mm-hmm. you see stuff on TV, sometimes you think it's going to cost so much money to promote. Right. And in fact, it wasn't. You know, I think she said a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars an ad for them to put it on to their local television stations. The ad wasn't playing outside of the county, but they were trying to reach people in the county because that's where the play was being held. So it didn't call, advertising didn't cost as much as you think, but you don't know until you ask. Until you add, yeah. You don't know that it could help you out because it made the play look larger than what it was. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And this is just a, a opinion that I have is that, especially when you're trying to do something, you're trying to take a, a hobby or whatever it is, or a side hustle, to a full-fledged business, I think that you have to be prepared. And this is just my opinion. Um, I think you have to be prepared to, you know, buckle down and spend a little money. Okay. Um, Like she mentioned about the ads or whatever, a few hundred dollars. Um, You know, when it comes to purchasing equipment or whatever the case is, podcast equipment, we've spent money on that. Yeah. Um, Certain services, you know, you have to, certain services you may have to just purchase because you may not have the time to go learn how to do all of that yourself. And you may have to pay someone or whatever it is to do help you with paperwork. Or I mean, I definitely agree. I think a lot of times people don't consider that when they're trying to get into stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do also think that this is this is why it's great to look at YouTube and TikTok and all these different um, platforms that allow you to learn more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, stay up a clubhouse. <laughs> I don't know yet. I mean, clubhouse is still really new. I, I think that there's some, you know everybody's an entrepreneur on clubhouse. Um, but I do think there are some key things. Learning to work smarter, not harder. So if you don't have all the funding, uh, you know, she talked a little bit about, you know, what she's talking about specifically is how to fake it till you make it. Right. And it's really a good clip. You should go onto her page and, and check it out or go to the vault and check out the clip online. Um, but I think it's important that you are utilizing all the resources that you have available to you mm. and that you're presenting yourself in the business, even if it's at a small infancy stage, the way that you want it to be seen on a larger stage. So, you know, having the good cards, having a great website is important, but I think the back end is something else that she discussed, which is about that professionalism on the back end. Like, don't have a great website and then people can't really get it. When they email yeah. you, they can't get in touch they with you. They can't get in touch. You know, so <laughs> it's important that you back it up with the professionalism. But early on, if you're treating that the way you would treat your business, you're going to take those things into your larger business. If you already start off doing good customer service when you're smaller, you're going to have good customer service when you're larger. Exactly. I think I'm playing chess, I see a king, I'm at his neck I'm three steps ahead of every move, now that's a check Yes, they wanna know my secret, it's because I never slept All my nightmares of me at 40, life's a wreck See my dad, he in debt, and my mom, she upset Alright, we're back, and one of, we talked about we're this back. earlier <laughs> Was that Poltergeist? What was I don't I don't remember. I don't know. There's so many movies like uh, that. Go yeah. Ahead. But um we talked about it earlier, you know, when we talked about having a side hustle and having a goal and some of the things that happen to you 
when you the detrimental things that happen to you when you have a, a side the hustle. The bad part. The bad part. <laughs> and you know, we talked about earlier like taking care of yourself, making sure yeah. that, you know, your social life or whatever it is stays intact. Or like making sure that, you know, you're getting, you know, a healthy diet or, you know, you're making time to exercise. Making sure you stay intact. Right, making much. sure you stay intact. Yeah. So um I would say one of the things that and that was what I touched on earlier. Um, one of the things I would change going back to, you know, my days of doing the side hustle is making sure that I took adequate time to stay in touch with, you know, all of the people that I met and that I knew and keeping that, you know, keeping my social life, you know, a little better than what it was. Um, because a lot of those people I don't talk to anymore. And it's not necessarily because of anything bad. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, hey, every time they're calling me or whatever the case is, I never have time to hang out. So yeah. you sort of, you know, out of sight, out of mind sort of thing starts to happen. And, you know, in any professional career, you know, having a, a network of people, you know, at your disposal is important. So and you never know who these people are going to turn out to be. So you don't want to just disregard folks like that. Um, that's one of the things I would definitely change, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to having a side hustle, you know, on my end. So one of the things I definitely like incorporated with mine, especially when I was working a job where I was working overtime hours is really knowing how to balance that. Because um, <clears throat> in my in my old uh, my previous job, it was something where I would, you know, you can get burned out from the job or met already within the week, just working your regular 40. Yep. So then actually working that 40 plus was a lot. And there were weekends where it was always happening and I had coworkers who would do all the weekends no matter what. And again, people's life goals are different. So there's not a judgment in that. It's just, it's just different. But for me as one person, in order to keep myself together, I could not do it every time it was available because we would have to wait to find out when it was available they were going to have over time some people they they killed it they did it every weekend they did it without fail they did every afternoon all that and i was like in order for me to keep myself together i can't burn out at this too because the job was the same Mm -hmm. so you weren't doing different work you know what i'm saying like after the hours are over so it's really important to learn how to balance in my opinion you know giving yourself a break so every time it was available i didn't always jump on it even though i had the same goals to get out of it i had to weigh that against okay no matter how much I want to get out of debt or save money, I have to take a break. Yes. Because I have to pull it together because I have to work this job next Monday as a full-time gig again. And that burnout can be so real physically, mentally. Um, It's important to take breaks. Um, And I think something that people don't pay attention to enough, especially on the entrepreneur end, and you talked about this a little bit just a minute ago, how important it is to learn how to balance out what you can do and what you can't do in your business so there are things that you may not be able to do that you can actually get someone else to do for you um or that you can you know funnel out or hire and so it's really important that in your business if you're the person and the head person and your side hustle and you have a full-time gig and let's say part of your side hustle is selling things on the internet and part of it is that people can contact you to ask things about customer service. You don't have time to sometimes be the customer service person too. Right. You have to yeah. start looking at what is your income bringing in. So this is again for the side hustle people who they have a side job that there's going to be like a business. If you're doing something else, then you may not need this. But if you're trying to do a business, you know that it's a chance that if you work a 40-hour week or a 50-hour week at your regular job, you turn around and do this every evening when you get home and on the weekends. But you know that you're not great getting back to people. You probably shouldn't be handling your customer service. (laughs) But there are tons of companies that understand that that have customer service services that make it availability for you to be able to hire somebody remotely to do that job for you. Mm. You, On the open market, there are tons of websites that allow you to do that. There are whole businesses that 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 is their business. You hire them and they they pick up the phone calls for you. Um, And then they relay those messages to you or they do the emailing. Mm-hmm. You have even applications now that you can um, have on your website that they do the, the emailing for you and they get all that information back to you or they do the chat for the person. So it's just important that you start to think of those things as self-care too because if you're trying to do every aspect of that business, you're going to burn out. And if you don't have any energy to give yourself or your business, it's going to fail. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that, that burnout is serious. So um, yeah, I mean, it, it's... So you had the social aspect of things. You had the burnout from trying to do everything. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and as with any job, you know, whether it's a side hustle or your full time job, we talked about it earlier, your health. Yeah. So taking the time to make sure that you're, you know, you are getting exercise if you need to get it, um, that you're eating, you're not eating fast food every day. You don't you, you're not, you know, going to McDonald's and these people know you on a first name basis. <laughs> you ever see those people, you know, you go to McDonald's through the drive through and they already know the person's name. Yeah, and some people like that. <laughs> and look, I'm not judging anybody's eating. I, I'm not that eating, end, but I'm I just, do. I just I do think, think it's funny. I do think it's important, like you said, to make sure that you're balancing out your health. It's, it's all that you're really saying is that you want people to make sure that they're doing the best for their body because you're the driving force behind that side hustle. If you don't do it, you ain't, ain't nothing coming in. Right. If you don't do it, the, the, the money's not coming in, the, the business is not going to flow. And make sure that your side hustle, as badly as you may want it to succeed, and this is just my personal opinion, you don't allow it to interfere with the hustle that you got that's paying your bills so in my situation you know i'm not going to allow my security job to interfere with my career you know my Mm -hmm. software development career not gonna do that okay so you know if the boss called me up and say hey you know can you work on monday or tuesday and my schedule is clearly Saturday and Sunday, then the answer is no, I can't do that. Yeah. So because that's, you know, I'm not letting it interfere with that. So uh-huh. that's just not my thing. So that that's just my personal. I think that that is, yeah, I think that that's critical and important. So you don't want to let the side job be interfering with what you do for a living for real that pays your obviously real time bills. Um, and that may be also how you handle yourself on certain things as well. That could be with social media and how you engage with your customer base and things like that. You want to make sure that um, you're allowing yourself the space to remember that you are currently doing this, but it's not what you do full time. And so you have to take that into consideration. Um, you know, if you're trying to do orders at the same time that you're trying to do this thing for your regular job and your regular job, you submit the wrong thing. Or if you are trying to complete an invoice for your side hustle and you send it to your boss by accident, <laughs> you're trying to use it on your same computer, these are all things that people do that they don't realize, you know, that can happen, have a, a real effect. So you just want to make sure that you're, that you're isolating hours to get that thing done and that you're taking the proper pacing. And I think um, with the self-care aspect, and I think we kind of talked about this a little bit again, it's just I think it's important that you are constantly taking time out for yourself from your real job and your side gig yeah i think when you take that time whether you meditate whether you call it whether you go ice skating whether you go roller skating whether you pray whether whatever you do to give you peace back to yourself that you take out an hour or two during a week or so it, or either i would say daily really to to do that whether you play video games whatever it is because in that free time where you can free your brain up and not be thinking about the business and not be thinking about the job you give yourself the ability for new ideas to flow to you yeah. to get that creative muscle going about how you can change things or just to give yourself that break and breathe so that you can be of service to your to whatever you're trying to do with your side gig. Yeah, coming coming back energized. Coming back energized, ready to ready to go. Ready to go, but if you're burned out, you're not going to have anything to give yourself first. So you're not going to have anything to give your business and you're not going to have anything to barely have anything to give your job. And you've seen those people yeah. You seem to be burned out, not really caring what's going on, and something's gonna suffer. Yeah. And so it just sort of defeats the purpose if you don't have that end goal in mind, but if you don't incorporate those self care uh, aspects into it. So, what happens when you've been doing your side hustle, you know what you're doing, you got everything going, you got a flow going, you've been selling eyelashes. You've been selling t-shirts on the internet. You've been providing accounting services for people Uh, on the side. And you want to make it something that um, is not just going to be a side hustle anymore. So we're going to talk about next a little bit about how maybe you might transition that into a full-time thing. Little different this time. Uh, I told myself that money would never be a factor. Now I'm laughing at Benny Hanna's with benefactors. My son, my soul for an artist's love with them giant raptors. My chef cooking that steak and lobster on giant platters. Forsaking all I can for the fact the master. Path to disaster and saved by the master. I'm hearing they laughter, uh. Took off my own grapes, yes, I'm blasted. Pockets is fatter. Without peace, but does it matter? Manifesting this madness. My career's in the stage, you just a side show. Okay, so that was probably a, 
a relatively lengthy segment and we kind of talked about self-care but we kind of know that that's important right uh you know if you're on your side hustle Ejected. journey so it, it needs to be lengthy we're talking about caring about yourself it is that's true. <laughs> so it is important that we sort of add that in but we do want to emphasize that okay you have this job you've mm. been doing the self-care you take a little break here and there when is it time to take a full stop or take the break fully to stop the side hustle when do you give up that second so, job so you're saying when it's time to exit like yes. basically get out of the game um exit stage left i mean i think it's time to get out of the game when you reach your goal because mm-hmm. like i said before i don't think that i don't think that a, having two jobs or you know I don't. I just don't think that's sustainable for most people. No. Um, I it, mean, people do it though. Yeah, people people it. do it, but I think those are situations more times than not when like people are like, look, I need two jobs to survive. Yeah. You know, rather than like, okay, I'm trying to do this to make a little extra money or whatever the case is. But once you hit your goal, I think it's time to. I think it's time to bounce. Time to be out. I think uh, I I agree with you. There's certainly moments when. Um, I mean, you could ride high on on the idea that you're getting a lot of money, that you're getting additional money, that you're paying down your stuff. But at some point, you do have to sort of know when the end game is going to be. And that, you know, setting your goals early is the important part. Mm. Uh, And it can be hard to transition back to having uh, a regular one job type situation. Or if you are trying to transition, and I'll come back to this a little bit because I think I'm jumping too far ahead in the conversation. If you're trying to transition into actually making your side hustle your real job. Your real job. But yeah. in terms of quitting, I think you have to give yourself um, uh, like an end date and maybe some benchmarks before you get there yeah. as to like what you know that looks like. So if you're trying to pay off debt, you have to set, I think, initially a, a phase of, and I know I did this for myself, how long I wanted to give myself to pay off to this pay amount. Off. So how much did I need to make? in this side hustle before I started out or once I once I had the job, how much do I need to make a month or a week or every two weeks to get myself to the place that by within a six months or a year this amount was paid off. Um funny funny thing that we're mentioning like leaving the game and everything because I'm going to be honest with you I'm a bit of a hypocrite Mm -hmm. because when I was doing the security thing the money wasn't bad. Yeah. So I was doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, LL Cool J. Yeah. But um, I basically had to, I was forced to quit, basically. Yeah. Um, no, I wasn't fired, so I don't want anybody speculating. But it was just more we'll like. Today. No, okay. But <laughs> um, pretty much, um, you know, what ended up happening was that, you know, the security, a lot of security work is done contractually. Um, so you, you have this security company that contracts their services to like, let's say a large corporation or whatever it is. Right. So they pay, you know, they pay the company and the company pays us. Yeah. So the contract pretty much, um, had ended and we didn't, you know, they didn't renew the contract pretty much. So that's how we ended up, you know, Hey, you know, you guys, are, you know, our last day is this day and so on. So before we turn it over to the new contractor, mm-hmm. um, now, a lot of the guys, they went to the other contractor to go work for them. I said I didn't want to work with them, so um, I just the last day. that was my last day. Yeah. So and since then, I've never, I haven't had a side hustle since then. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's important that <clears throat> whatever it is that you find that, and you you find that end date, you find that end time, you factor out like how long you're gonna keep yourself doing this situation because. For when we're talking specifically more so in the realm of paying off debt or meeting a financial goal, um, it's important that you stay focused on that. Yes. Um, because you don't want to overexert yourself, overwork yourself, burn yourself out before you get that met. Um, and so it's important that you find benchmarks. Say, hey, when I get to two thousand, I'm gonna stop. When I get to ten thousand, I'm gonna stop. Whatever it is, and we talk about what the annual you know rate could be for some people. You know, working side hustles, depending on how often you work them, you you could bring anything from. 200 300 extra dollars in a month 500 extra dollars in a month to so 14,000 a year yeah um, or more it just depends on whatever your side hustle 14,000 not a lot of money it is it is a lot of money I mean that's a lot of money to really work with and get out of debt you'd with. be surprised and it may not be out of debt you could just be having a savings goal maybe oh, yeah, you already savings, are out of yeah. debt and you just want to save up some more money than what you're saving right now or you want to build up your emergency savings more yep. than how you could you know standardly especially going through this pandemic I know a lot of people have been trying to figure out ways to increase their emergency savings because they just feel like, you know, the standard 
two, three thousand dollars isn't enough to really yes, help you survive yeah, if you even had enough. that. So yeah. you started off with five hundred or a thousand, and so they just wanted to increase that amount. So what about transitioning okay. over? So let's say I got my I'm, my side hustle isn't for debt. It isn't for savings. I am trying to start um, this tax business. I am trying to start going from being a part-time caterer to doing this as my full-time gig mm-hmm. how do i transition or what steps should i be looking at to transition over to making this my full-time job because look my nine to five pays my real bills it pays my student loans it pays all my stuff and if i jump and leap into this business what if it fails me and yeah. we're going back to square one back to square one so i guess that i guess that's a little bit of uh uh question not only for you know transitioning but it's also a question for like um you know are you afraid of you know making that leap you know every like entrepreneurship entrepreneurship. right like for me if i'm i'm doing this um i have to feel comfortable with like all right if this fails can i go back to the industry that i was in okay um you know, and I guess we'll have a whole show talking about that sort yeah. of thing. But we'll that's, have other entrepreneurs that have done the leap. Yeah. Yep. So um, that's one of the things for me that I have to be comfortable knowing that hey, you know, I can go back to that industry. Another thing is like, you know, you talked about it earlier, having that savings or whatever it is, because you know, a lot of entrepreneurs don't see money, you know, as soon as they transition to business. So you got to have money to, you know, make sure that you could take that leap. But um, I would say that it's time to consider that transition once your side hustle starts making you enough money to live off of. Maybe it's not making enough money. It's not making the same money as your regular job. Uh But if it's making enough money for you to live off of, um, I think that's a time to transition because you have to think once you start totally dedicating 100% of your time to that business, I think that the chances of you making more money are going to go up. Okay. So that's why I say is when it's when it's like you're making enough to live off of. So I think for me it's it might be it may feel a little different and I think I take in two stories that happened. I know the lady who did who owns the Lip Bar which is a cosmetics company run by a mm. black woman named Melissa Butler. She, um, you know, she worked for like five years trying to get it off the ground. So she still had her full time job, even when the company was doing okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, I think just hearing different stories of different entrepreneurs. Yeah. So I think like uh, with the business one, again, just different stories of different entrepreneurs. Recently, I I listened to a segment with Supercent, who owns the crayon case Mm -hmm. um, about when she first sold out, when she made her first million. and one of the things that happened, she really made her first million back when she sold out the crayon case, which is a, a cosmetic palette um, at Essence Fest. Okay. And so she learned from that that she needed to have enough product on hand. Uh-huh. So when she went virtual and she went online to do her first sale, everybody knows her sale is extremely infamous in the business world um, as a recent business um you know, success, and then also black people who are entrepreneurs and black women know her story about selling out. I think in thirty minutes, she mm, sold out her entire inventory. Minutes. And she made like two million dollars in like thirty minutes. Well, was this wait? But so was this? Was this? Does this like selling out quickly? Was this during the pandemic or this was, was this before? before? The pandemic. Okay, so this yeah. was before. So she this drop was before the pandemic, but it's still cosmetics it's still, still sold during the pandemic. Yeah, no, like, yeah, yeah. It was just the fact that she sold out so quickly. And one of the and my point from this story is that what she talked about was the fact that when she sold that out. She was broken a couple of days after that because she bought new more inventory. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about transitioning over, I do think it's about when you can pay yourself, but I also think it's important that you save up enough money before you yeah. transition over. So it's not a just just about surviving because when you get your first profits from the business, you will have to put that back, put into, that your back business. into the business. And that's yeah. something that she learned. So when she did another drop this during Black Friday this year, she um she did double the inventory mm-hmm. that she needed to have because she sold out so quickly and she's like, I could have made more money the last time had I had more inventory. Putting that money in the inventory means you're not going to get as much back in your personal profit. She's highly financially good right now. She's doing real estate and all that. You can kind of follow her story online or whatever, but the point is that 
I think sometimes people think that the revenue that they'll get from a business will mean that, oh, that means that that's money that I'm spending on myself for my income. Oh, no, no, so no. So <laughs> they want to um, consider working your job a little bit longer. And for people who are doing businesses, the end game is going to be back to that goal again. What is your plan for how you want to transition this to over to be take that full leap? You are going to have to take the leap at some point, I believe. But you could be a little bit more strategic in it so that you're not putting yourself in a bad financial place. And to recognize, like what your other obligations are. So it's not that you will never have to transition to a one job only, right. which will be your business, but it's important to understand that you're gonna have to invest in your business while you're making those profits. So that transition might have to be a little bit longer. Yeah, so. Yeah, so I think that that could be you know, something else. But what do you think is one of the things that, I know we kind of talked about this before, when, it's, when you're talking about transitioning over to make it like your side hustle, your real full-time job. Um, what are some of like the, the fears that you think people fall into like they should let go? We kind of talked about this a little bit. Like, you know, at some point you're gonna have to take the leap of faith. Right. And believe in yourself enough that you'll be able to sustain and support yourself. Yep. Um, I think the biggest fear is like you transition to the business and you're just worried about like, you're, you're quitting a job that's making you decent money most of the time. Paying your bills. It's paying your bills, it's providing stability. So that loss of stability, that perceived loss of stability is I think the biggest fear. I like that you said perceived because oftentimes, you know, we hear this all, all the time now too that there, there's no job that's guaranteed. Right. So the, no the job perception guaranteed. is that this job will be the thing, although it may have sustained you and we don't want to take away from the reality of that if you want to be an entrepreneur. Um, that there's that you have some blank security blanket that you really don't have because you don't own and run that company, right? And you don't know if it will ever stop. Now, if you have a job that works in like a certain service, that's like a, you know, you work for government or the city, it might be a little bit different. different. But certainly, you can't necessarily always or, guarantee that. And many people learned that during the pandemic. Or it could be the fear of like, okay, if I if I quit this job, okay, it may not be easy for me to get back in that industry. Or it could be a situation where, all right, you know, like we say, going back to having a stable or perceived to be stable check. If you're if you have a mortgage, you know, you don't want a situation where you end up falling behind on your mortgage. So that might be that that would scare me. Yeah. You know, so I'm not going to sit here in line, tell you, yeah, just go out and do it. Don't worry about it. Like, I, I understand. Yeah. You know, and that's when the plan comes into place, I think, is what we're saying. Like, if you want to do this then yes if you know that you have a mortgage yes you pretty much know what your mortgage amount is so if part of your transition plan to leaping into this is to say okay i'm going to save up a year's worth of my mortgage payments mm -hmm. through my two do, doing this as a side hustle and then also doing this so that if i fall into a tough spot with the business i know i have my mortgage each month yeah. It could be that situation. And of course, this is just for an individual. We know that people try to get into things when they have family and other obligations that come up, daycare, things like that. So everybody's coming from a different place in life. But this is when you either sit down with your significant other. And if you can't come up with this plan together, then that might not be your significant other. Because if you're transitioning, you have to start talking as a couple as to how you're going to do this and mm -hmm. how it's going to affect you financially once this person takes a leap full-time into that world because right. at some point they're going to let go of that steady job i think we hope this was helpful whether you're delivering doordash or whether you are um making clothes whether you are babysitting yeah i mean any any side hustle that you have or yeah. any side hustle that you're thinking about doing um you know just it's just so many different elements involved in this to think about so we hope that everything that we said in this podcast was helpful. Was helpful. Put down in the comments how you guys feel about it. What are the side hustles that you've had or you currently have? How are you bringing in additional revenue? Or what kind of thing are you doing right now that is a hobby or a business that you hope to turn into your full-time position? And we'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. So I think we did an episode. Yeah, I think we, we did an episode. If you've been sticking with us so far, thank you. I'm Tamika. I'm Al. And this is Seedless Watermelon. In retrospect, I'm just thinking back to the time when it was all good. The golden era. Golden.